0: You learn to adapt to change. Mm -hmm. Sometimes change is hard. We don't want to accept it. But as we go along, we learn to accept it and to better ourselves and and the community and the people that
1: we are Mm -hmm. around and, and associate with. Washington Elementary and High School impacted many lives. This was a community school. And while the school building no longer exists, that community lives on. Idea Exchange proudly presents The Mighty Few, exploring the history and legacy of Washington Elementary and High School. Brought to you by the Washington Alumni, Greenville Transit Authority, and Macmillan Paston-Smith Architecture. Some of you listening right now might be thinking, Washington sounds like such a special place. Why is this school no longer around? Washington, though separate, was never equal. Let's go back even further to the Supreme Court ruling in Brown v. Board of Education in 1954. The results of that hearing declared segregation unconstitutional. Despite the law, Greenville County schools, like many school districts across the South, tried to accommodate its growing black population by increasing the size and facilities of its all-black schools. Let me repeat that. Brown versus the Board of Education in 1954 declared segregation unconstitutional. Washington was built during the 60s when the federal government finally forced desegregation of public schools in January 1970. Washington Elementary and High School along with several other black schools in Greenville County, 12,000 students and 550 teachers in all suddenly found themselves being bused to a new location and very different environment. Many Washington students were traumatized by the suddenness of entering the new, desegregated Wade Hampton High in Greenville in the middle of a school year. It was a challenging transition. Here's a few former students who remember details from that difficult and traumatic time. My name is
0: Ansvinetta Scott, and I have lived in Greenville County all of my life. And during that particular time uh, of the transition of going to Wade Hampton High School, I believe I was about in the 10th grade. It kind of stopped us, like you say, in the middle of the school session and everything. And um, it was definitely a change for all of us because you lost a lot of your friends that you were in class with and everything. And so then you were making new friends, and then you had students coming from other areas who were also transferred to Wade Hampton High School. And so we made new friends because they were coming from other communities to Wade Hampton. Naturally, you missed a lot of your old friends and all. And if you weren't in the class with somebody that you knew, you kind of felt kind of distanced, you know. But I have to say that the teachers were nice. They treated us nice and everything. And some of the students, they were nice and then but you could still feel that side eye a lot of times in your classes.
2: Well, my name is Susie Odell Burton. I I guess my mom set us all down with six children. So she sat us down and she talked to us about when they made the decision to integrate the schools and it was totally different. I remember going into um Wayhampton and I could remember the huge school. I'm going like Wow, I've seen it before, but I never was in there, you know, walking into school. So right. the transition for the school, the size of the school, and all the people,
0: my first thought was, how can they teach all of these children? A lot of differences of the black schools going to the white schools is that some things we went out for. Like I was head major at, at Washington High School in that transition, and... um When I went out for majorette there at Wade Hampton, it was like a totally different thing. You know, I wasn't even considered, but I thought that I was just as well qualified as the other young ladies who were going out. Coming from Washington High School, an all-black school, the cafeteria, we had like soul food for lunch. (laughs) I remember Miss Al McGreer, you know, some days we had meatloaf. Mashed potatoes and gravy. Some days there were fried chicken, cabbage, um, cornbread, pinto beans. You always got that little cup of orange juice. Um, I think an extra cup of milk, uh, extra carton of milk was like five cents back then and all. And then going to Wade Hampton, the menu was totally different. Pizza. I had never been exposed to pizza, (laughs) you know. I'm used to eating for lunch a good hearty meal and everything. And so it, it was a little different. But you learn to adapt to change. Mm-hmm, Sometimes change is hard. We don't want to accept it. But as we go along, we learn to accept it and to better ourselves and, and the community and the people that we are mm-hmm. around and, and associate with. It, it was definitely a, a transition where I was used to either walking to school or getting a ride from a friend. Now it was like, go to the bus stop. You Got to be there on time to catch the bus. Don't you were just out of luck because the bus definitely wasn't going to come back and get mm-hmm. you if you had missed it. Mom told us we
2: can't go in there asking, well, why are you taking our schools away from us? Because we had been through that at the church. Mm hmm. The church sit down and talk to us as well about this is the government deciding to do this. It's nothing we can do about it. The protesting and our opinions don't matter.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. We go in there and we go into school for an education. So that was one thing that helped us, Mm -hmm. my siblings. And when I went into school and it was huge, and then when we went into the cafeteria, I'm going like, wow, (laughs) it is different. It was so big, and in then they had to it have totally lunch different. shifts, so many different lunch shifts.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, I, I just thought in back of my mind, which I didn't voice a lot of my opinion, I thought it was really unfair that they took our schools. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they just leave the ones that wanted to stay and give us a choice to go to Right, I went to Wakehampton because I started out Allen school, all black um, from Allen School to Washington High School in second grade I'm with you know second grade is mm-hmm. when I started. So it was a lot that I felt was unfair but we didn't have a choice. We didn't have a voice at that time. So mom just told us to make the best of it. we go in there to learn that is what school is for mm-hmm. and if there's something that we don't like, um, you no know, speak up. I didn't get a chance to play basketball. You know, I love right, basketball right, because right. they didn't have a girls team at the time. Right, and I thought that right. was unfair. And I did voice my opinion to some of the coaches when mm-hmm. we took gym. I'm going like, why don't we have a basketball team exactly. for girls? We just don't have one. That's all I got. <laughs> and track, we did mm-hmm. a little bit of running.
0: But, not but we used it was to. not
2: enough sports for girls. I wanted to do sports. We didn't, we wasn't able to get on the cheerleading team. Mm -hmm. I wanted to cheer. So I thought a lot of things was unfair, but I kept in the back of my mind because my mom was very strict. You go in there for an education. right? And if they don't have all the extracurricular activities, you're going to have to learn to adjust with that. Mm -hmm. So it was a little scary. I didn't want to ride a bus. I never wanted to ride a school bus, but that was the only way that we had a chance to get to school. It's the school bus. True. Very very true. And I did have some friends at Wayhampton. I had some black friends that had already went there before the integration. But it still was different. It was. And I just knew that I felt like at the time it was not fair. But 10 to 20 people, your opinion didn't matter at that time. it didn't. Because it was like taken away from us because you all felt that that was the right thing to do. And it may have been the right thing to do, but that was life. It was just a hurdle that we had to get over.
0: It was. And and you also felt like, like she was saying, um, why do we have to close our schools? Well, why is not why was it not that let some of them come to us versus shutting down all of the black schools Mm -hmm. and we having to transition over to the white schools? You know, you talk about equal rights and, and equality and everything. Well, maybe some of the white students want to come to our black schools. Why not give them that experience versus shutting down all black schools and busing us to unfamiliar territory? That's true. (laughs) That's true. In learning about that, we were going to be uh, going to white schools and that I was going to be going to Wade Hampton. My mother informed me and then. I believe that our principal, our principal. we all had a, a meeting, you know, our principal, Mr. Wilbur Walker, informed us about the transition that we would be going. Some of us would be going to Wade Hampton, some to Carolina High School, some to Greenville High School. It just all depend on what district that you lived in mm-hmm. as to what school you would be assigned to go to and all. And it was very, uh, it was very frightening to a point. You know, because like um, Suzanne said, if you're going into unfamiliar territory, we don't know what we're going to be greeted with. We look at the things that we saw on TV and we think, is this how we're going to be treated? You know, are we going to have to have marshals to take us to school? Is there going to be fights and outbreaks and things of that nature and all? So naturally, we being young... We were uneasy, didn't know what to expect, but in the same sense, your parents had already told you, okay, you're going to get an education. Mm-hmm. You know, If you feel intimidated, if somebody is bothering you, go to the principal. Don't you take it up in your hands. You go to the principal, proper authorities, and let them know, yes. okay, this person over here is harassing me or doing something negative or saying something negative towards us. And everything, you know. So fortunately, I I didn't have to take that stance or anything. I don't believe any of my other friends did either. But you kind of on guard, mm-hmm. you know. You weren't you weren't really uh relaxed in everything. Yes. And uh, and again, you had some students to make you welcome to try to make you feel at ease, and then you had some. It's like you could hear the sneers, you could hear the laughing, you could you know, see the pointing and everything and all. And so you just try to avoid it. You, you basically tried to stay in your lane to avoid any type of confrontations or anything because nobody wants to get expelled from school for fighting. But in the same sense, you're going to stand up for your rights. You're not going to let anybody try to run over you or push over you or anything, you know, and I'll bully you. You you had your guard up at all times. You know, at
2: the time, I feel like they thought they were doing what's right, but it damaged a lot of people that was not as strong as we were. Right. It you did. know, if I didn't it have did. my mom, because my dad worked all the time, but my mom talked to us just about every day, every other day, how did it go? Mm-hmm. Did you have any issues, any problems? And all the people were very nice. I made a... White friend, Mindy Metcalf. I never forget her. She came up to me and she said, "You, oh, I'm here for you. Anything you need." Mm-hmm. And I never forget her. She was my first white friend at at uh, Way Hampton, and she just gave me the tools. She told me a lot. That you have any problems, you come to me. So it was okay for me, but for some people, it wasn't. Right. A lot right. of people did eventually drop out, went to vocational schools alternative schools mm-hmm. because they couldn't handle the size of the school the white teachers with the top they were just as afraid of us I guess as some people were afraid of them because oh, yeah, if you're not around the people you you're going to look at the news and you're going to get that feeling you're going to get that feeling all oh, this is how all of the black people are but we're right, not right. we we're just as different. educated as the average white person. Right. We can learn anything that the white person can learn, but they look at the color our skin and mm-hmm. they automatically thought we were down here and they were up here. Right. I felt that at times, but I had to let them see, no, I'm equal right here, honey. Right. I know my algebra, my geometry, um, my geometry just as well as the white person knows it. So, you know, we... We wasn't proving a point, but we had to let them know we are human beings. Just like they were. And we have a brain and we have that knowledge. And the teachers were amazed that we knew our work. And what we didn't know was just like anybody, a new concepts, they explained it to us. And we would write it down and we would go home. And I had older siblings because I'm the youngest that would help me. And when I go back, then they were surprised that I knew how to do it handwriting we did cursive writing something they took have taken out of the schools. yes they have and I think they were amazed at our handwriting they were amazed I think some of the teachers thought we were so far behind but we wasn't we were we were just on target as they were and we didn't cause trouble so it went okay it was just different And then after we got over the shock that we was not going back to our school because we (laughs) thought, okay, it may not work, so we'll go back to our school. We just
0: adapt. I think it has helped us to learn that, okay, things are going to change and all, and you have to prepare yourself for the challenges. You either adapt and move with the flow or either you fall behind. So the same thing with life and all. Sometimes changes, changes come And a lot of times changes, we feel that, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this or whatever. But in the long run, change can make you a better person. That's true. You know, it can give you, let you know what you've got to do, strengthen you, give you the wisdom and knowledge and understanding and the courage to grid up your your, your lawns and say, okay, I can do this. I'm not going to let this make me fall behind. I'm going to go forward, you know, Mm -hmm. and... You meet them head on. If you have any problems or whatever, you deal with them. You you get a a mentor or someone who has already maybe walked down this road, and they can give you insight, give you some inspiration as to help you go forward. That's true. And everything. And my thing is always keep God first. God lead and guide me in the right direction. Direct me to the right person who can mentor me, who can help me go through these challenges and come out ahead, not fall behind Mm -hmm. and all. And so it prepared us for the world today. And you just got to tell yourself, I'm going to make it through this regardless of what. I may fall, I may stumble, but I'm going to go forward. And that's what you do. You get yourself together, you get your mind together, you get your thoughts, you pray, and you move forward. Mm -hmm.
2: When we have the Washington High School reunion, Mm -hmm. we do have Washington High School reunion. And I love to go to that to see all of the people. And, yes, we miss our school. Yeah, You know, um, I have pictures of the yearbook that we sit and look at. My husband and I, we look at our yearbook. We talk about old times. And that will be, and we share with our children. And Mm -hmm. that will be, we will do that because Washington um, taught us a lot. We went through the change, and the change as far as our ancestors, my great-great-grandfather, what they went through. And I do tell my children about that because that was a change, that was a process, and the schools was a process, a change. Mm-hmm. Did we feel like we were treated fair? No, but it wasn't about our feelings. Right. It was about this is life, life goes on, and you do the best you can. So we were encouraged to further education after high school. I went to um, Rutledge College, paying, trying to pay my way because I had already gotten married right after high school. Mm-hmm. We both got married at a right. young age. So having children, which was hard to work and go to college. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I went to Greenville Tech. And after that, um, I was just a stay-at-home mom with four children. I couldn't go back to school. And I wanted to always, every year, and that was one of my dreams that I said, once my children get in middle school, I will go back to college. So I did that and I end up getting my degree in elementary education because children need to know you get good study habits, you learn how to talk, you learn how to talk to that person eye to eye. You have no reason to hold your head down. Yeah, exactly. So change helped me understand a lot in life.
1: Thank you for joining us for this installment of The Mighty Few, exploring the history and legacy of Washington Elementary and High School. This is a special series of Idea Exchange, brought to you by the Washington Alumni, Greenville Transit Authority, and macmillan Paston smith Architecture. Don't miss an episode, available now in your podcast feed.